first rule of Black Hearts into a podcast is you don't talk about Black Hearts into a podcast because people will think you're fucking dumb. This is Jack's podcast. <laughs> yes, uh, hello. Uh, Black Hearts into a podcast, coming back at you. Oh, that's it, weird. It's me, Fletcher. Or is it coming out of the mo- is it coming out of the headphones? It's coming out of the headphones and it's distracting me. I'm sorry. It wasn't last time. I don't know what the deal is. Uh anyways, though it's uh me, Fletcher. Joining hey, me as always. Me. Uh Fletcher's uh boiling rage. Mr. Whitehead. Yes. Um if you haven't figured it out by the beginning quote that Matt did, the movie we watched was Fight Club. Classic. Classic check or check. Uh, I thought you were about to say Palinuk or, or uh, it's Chuck. Chuck. It's a cl- the classic book written by Chuck Palinuk. Love it. <laughs> Love the book. Love the movie. Uh, Fletcher had came into town not too long ago and was like, "Hey, here's some like um, some DVDs that I've cycled to digital." Yeah, they cycled the digital. They were, they were like. Um, all special editions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like director's cut special edition. And I, we were like, I was like, oh, hey, let's watch Fight Club. And we were like, I want, you know, wonder if it still holds up. It fucking does. Dude, yeah, Fight Club's still really good. I, uh, I fucking, um, sorry, earlier I thought you were about to say Bukowski instead of Palinuk when we first started, no. which would have been a whole different novel. I was about to call him Chuck Palinuk. Chuck Palinuk. But that's Chuck. Uh, yeah, um, I gotta say, I, I, and I had, I had bought it on digital a while back, so I've watched it. I guess this is the second time I've watched it within a year. I'd had it on digital for a while and just hadn't gotten through my DVDs till recently till moving. Yeah. Um, really does hold up. It, it, I mean, of course, and I, I, I'm going to say the reason why it holds up is because it's a great story. Yeah, it, and uh, I think it's fair to say they definitely called some things about like corporations and stuff, and within the book too, and in the no. movie. Corporations don't do anything bad, bad, do they? This podcast is sponsored by no. uh, HelloFresh. HelloFresh. Uh, no, uh, we'll shit in a box and send it to you. <laughs> oh, I, uh, you're talking about Colagar or whatever? Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there's HelloFresh is the food one. I know. Uh, but what if they, know. what if they got? Oh, now see, that's some Tyler Durden right there, fucking turning people's uh, HelloFresh. Uh, like rerouting the shit packages of the Cola Guard to HelloFresh del- houses. Somebody so you just open up a it. box of someone's shit. Somebody would eat it before. Ah. Somebody would. They'd be like, oh, what is this, like quinoa or something? Like, what? <laughs> I, I would hope not. There's but... corn in it. Is it... Ugh, ah. Second harvest, gross. Ah, man. But no, uh, this movie, 1999, directed by David Fincher. Classic uh, or Finchner, whichever one I, I mispronounce his last name. It's okay. I haven't looked at his name in a while. Uh, but actually, you know what? Fuck it. Fight Club I mean, is DVD right over here you. on my brand new uh, DVD, DVD rack. DVD rack that I built. It is a nice ass rack. Yeah, I stayed up uh, all fucking night after you guys left. And oh, that night, that night, and I oh. built that, and it took me forever. Yeah, David Fincher. I was right the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to talk about, uh, the cast. I, I, you know, if they were going to remake it, which I don't think they ever will, and I think they never should. No, no, hell no, because, I mean, the movie still holds up, and it's still great, because no one, no one can, no one in my mind can capture Tyler Durden 
as Brad Pitt does. Yeah. And the same goes for Edward Norton's character. And I'm just the narrator Jack. or Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't think anyone could top it. Can you not put it back? in? I there? cannot, but I will fucking do it after. I promise. I, I'm going to hold on to it. I might need it for reference. Oh, fuck okay. it. Okay. Fuck it. Um, yeah, no, like that. If there's one movie Edward Norton would be remembered for, remembered for besides American History X, I'd say definitely this one. Or 25th Hour, that's a really good one too. I've never seen that but, one. But, uh, yeah, th- this is probably, I think, one of the best movies of all time, period. Just because it holds up so well. And I will say, I'm not usually a huge fan of CGI, but all the effects in this is... Because this is a super CGI-heavy movie. Yeah. People forget that, I think. But it still looks good. Yeah, for... 20 what would we realize it's 24 years old now mm-hmm. i'm like jesus christ it feels like it came out like two weeks ago because i didn't get to see this when it came out but i remember like all the grown-ups talking about it because i was 10 when it came out i i mean i got to see a little bit after i don't recall exactly when but i did watch it at a younger age and was like wow this is badass and i read the book and i was like fuck this movie the book is way better yeah but the movie is still great yeah um i would definitely Say, they captured the book. I would definitely say read the book. Yeah. Because there's really... Granted, it's been years since I've read the book. It's probably Ending's a little different. Probably like... Well, it's well over 10 years since I've read the book. I want to say there are slight little things a little different, but not... I mean, overall, not really. They captured the essence. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing the movie doesn't do that the book does is the very last chapter of the book. Yeah, that's different when when he's he's uh he's in a asylum. Yeah, he's in an asylum, and one of the guard, one of the uh, orderlies, leans down in his face and set, calls him Mister Durden. Yeah, tells him everything's according to plan. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, he's like, "Oh," and then the and the book ends. It is a great way to end the book, which the movie's got a good ending too. Like spoilers, Jack doesn't stop the plan. Yeah, it still goes down, and they kind of uh, they kind of allude that Tyler might still be around because they show a cock there at the end yeah. of the movie that you're watching. It's spliced in. Yeah. Oh, so that was a nice little touch that it's like, oh, he might he might be in this movie theater when you're watching it back in '99 or whatever. Yeah, because one one of Tyler Durden's many night jobs is uh, a projectionist, and he likes to splice in single sing- frames, single frames of pornos into children's movies or family movies. Yeah. And uh, which you do get to see it at one point. It's pretty funny, and he's uh, just that one little uh. And everyone, even the kids and the the adults in the theater, just like what? We all saw it. Yeah, no, you clearly see it. Um, but even it was it was nice rewatching it too to catch the before Tyler really makes his presence known in the movie. You see him flicker in and out of reality. Just a little bit. It's like two or three times before he's an actual character. Yeah, I, there's a there used to be a. I mean, this is way back in the day, like when I first had seen this. I think the first time I saw this, I was like thirteen, maybe twelve, somewhere in there. But uh, on the message boards on IMDb, someone had uh, done like a frame by frame or like a timestamp of every time he shows up, and it's like four times before he actually meets him on the plane. Oh, okay. It was just cool because uh, you know you get to go back and look for him. Because I'll be honest, very first time. I Never notice noticed them, yeah. period. They're that quick. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to say I watched this at, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but it was at Buddy's, at Mutual Friend's house. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it over there, and I, I do not remember catching it then. 
Yeah, I really did not catch it. And then I think I read something about it, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I went back and watched it and was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, they, they were not lying. I guess, you know, we'll go ahead and get to it real quick. If you're listening and you don't want spoilers for this movie, and I understand, like, younger generation might not have seen it, so go ahead and turn the podcast off now. But let's just go ahead and talk about it. I'll give you everyone a second if you want to turn it off. One, two, three. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, For those of you that don't know or that do know, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are the same person in this movie. And... I would say this is probably the most famous movie for that, probably, because a lot more movies definitely use that twist in the coming years after 99. Not as well. I'm just trying to think of what movie. Uh, Well, several, like uh, uh, Secret Window of Johnny Depp. They did it. Yeah, that is true. Uh, The Machinist, which I do love. Stephen King's a hack, so what do you expect? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I didn't even know that. Is that Stephen King? Yeah, it's a Stephen King story. Oh, I didn't. Secret Window? You know what? I thought it was Dean Koontz, maybe. Nope. Nope. That um, is uh, Stephen King. I'm trying to think of other ones that have used it, too, but that that ended up becoming more of, I don't want to say like every movie did it, but there were quite a few, I remember, in like a five-year span after Fight Club, yeah. seeing it, not like f- too frequently. But again, the machinist is like five years after, which I like the way they did that one too. I'm not saying it can, is always bad, but this definitely was the type of movie that did not. You didn't walk into the movie expecting that. I don't. I don't think unless you're a fan of the book. I think if I had if I had never read the book, never seen the movie, sat down in my I don't know late twenties, mid twenties, or even thirties, and watched it for the first time, I'd call it. I, would, I, I, would just, I think you would now in hindsight of like everything, you know what I'm saying? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. If I yeah. had never seen it at all, yeah. had no exposure to it whatsoever, I think I'd be able to call the twist in probably first 40 minutes. Well, minutes it's like maybe. we were saying, it's, it's like they're almost fucking telling you. No, they do. Yeah, like going back. They do. Yeah, they like going back and watching now, like it's so funny how on the nose it is. In ret- in retrospect, obviously, yeah. I mean, but like the I remember the first time watching it, like didn't even think about that. Yeah, and it, like like you're saying, you know, now just of watching a lot of movies over the years because I love movies, you love movies and shit, and just writing. Like sometimes when you expect to be subverted, you ruin things. Yeah, like not in a bad way. Like, well, I mean, t- sometimes shit like that ruins movies for me. But I, it's been like that for me for a long time. For a long time, like. If I can guess a movie within the first, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, it's probably not going to be, be a movie I'm going to watch again. Or cherish over the years kind of thing. But sometimes it is. Like, yeah. Like, the first time I watched um, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. I was sitting down with a good friend, and um, he was like, he had already watched it, and he was like, you will fucking love this movie. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll give it a chance. And he was like, 10 minutes in, he was like, what do you think this movie's about? And I was like, man, I don't know. And just, ram- closer. I just rambled off uh, some shit. 100% fucking right, and it blew my mind at the end. Yeah, it was the, just like, how? Then there's little shit, too, where it's like, I didn't call the movie, but I called a certain aspect. Like, I remember sitting in the theater with Hudson watching Django Unchained. About the halfway mark. And again, it's it's like, Tarantino's great, but you know he's going to do some wild shit. 
halfway through, I just was just like, Schultz is going to fuck this up when they get to Candyland. Yeah. And he does. I, I didn't know exactly how, but I knew somehow he was going to be the one to fuck up the plan. Cause then you go back and you watch and I love fucking Django. We did an episode on it, obviously. Yeah. He's always telling Django, like you got to watch your shit when we get there. Cause if they pick up on you or anything, which is true because they're trying to find Broomhilda, but like, I can't remember right where I was at, but I was just like, it's right when they get there, but it's before that guy gets tore up with dogs. I was like, I feel like Schultz is going to fuck this up, but I love Tarantino and it's still great. Yeah. But I was like, he's going to be the one to fuck up the plan. And see, for me, that thought never crossed my mind watching that movie. That was just me just in the theater, just loving, because also too, it was only a few years after Inglorious and after he threw that fake out on me, because I didn't think they were going to kill Hitler in that one, which we've also done an episode on that. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I mean, I love Tarantino or whatever. All his movies are dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Fight Club. Uh, fucking great cast. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Uh, Jared. Uh, Young Jared. He does a good job. I mean, he's not really. Like, like, he's not a big character. He's not a big character. And even in the books, he goes by Angel. He's Angel Face in the books. I think he's credited as Angel Face in the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, very minor role in the book. Like, even more minor than his role in the movie. Yeah, like the movie built him up a little bit. Yeah. Like, cause I want to say he, like, sees him in the crowd one night at, at Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And then the whole. I, I, he was distressed and he wanted to destroy something beautiful, so he fucking, fucked up Angel Face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> it's Morbin time. It's, oh my God. I didn't think that was real. I thought people were making that shit Me up. Too. I still haven't watched Morbius yet, but. Uh, I'm not going to. But uh, yeah, we got Meatloaf, and I want to say uh, the dude that plays the mechanic, Holt McNally. He was like he wasn't really anyone back then, but I've seen him like over the years. He's had like a TV show that was on FX called Lights Out about a boxer. He's been in a uh, some other shit. Uh, oh, he's in a uh, uh, damn it, Mind Hunters that uh, Fincher Netflix series. I never where watched it. it. It's good. It's where they like build up the FBI serial killer profile. And they get big old bumble butt. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kemper he's in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Edward. Edward Kemper, right? Yeah, Edward Kemper. Uh, yeah, I could not Bumble, remember. Bumblebutt. Yeah, I knew exactly who you were talking about, though. But yeah, he's in it, and it's them like interviewing them. But he's like the secondary main character in it. That guy that played the mechanic. He's just a big, tall guy. We'd have to watch the movie again to point him out because it's, it's not ringing any bells in my mind. Because all all I can think of is, you know, two main characters: Jared Leto, bi- uh, bitch tits, bitch tits, Bob. Um, the bar owner, yeah, or not? Well, no, not the owner. Or the, the bartender. The bartender, because he has throughout the whole movie, he's got these epic, epic sideburns, mutton chops, man. Dude, they're so they're so nice. Like you, it looks like they could have pulled him out of like an eighteen seventies presidential picture with those fucking burns. Yeah, like Civil War ish, honestly. Yeah. Like that guy stands out, even though he's not really a character at all. I know too. I've seen uh, Edward Norton's boss in this and other stuff too. Yeah, he yeah. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I know he's in Swordfish. He's one of those actors like I, I've character never, actor. I've seen that face for years. I'll probably never remember his name. Yeah, I don't know his name. I remember I just his face though, and I think that counts. Yeah, that it does. I think. Uh, like I said, uh, 
the other guy, Holt McNally, just because he's in uh, Mindhunters, which I guess they're not doing any more of. But it's what they did of it was dope on a Netflix. But it's just crazy. Like you're like, hey, that was just the mechanic from Fight Club. Yeah, I, I guess they did a good job of getting people like Leto, like you're saying, that stand out, but they're not really big characters. It all they're definitely there, and they have lines and whatnot. But it's really like Bitches Bob is really at least out of the. The, 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 the Fight Club group. The he, Space Monkeys. He's the one that gets, I guess, the most speaking roles. Yeah. And he's in the movie longer than any of the other ones. Yeah, because he meets Jack him before, and, or before the clubs even, their Fight Club even starts or whatever. Yeah. At the uh, therapy groups. Um, you got Marla. Um, oh, yeah, Marla Singer. Yeah, I can't tell you what her name Helen, is. Helen uh, Bellina Carter. Or hang on. Bellum Carter. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter, sorry. Oh look! Jared Leto actually got credited last. They they're nice enough to give him. He's on the back here. He's behind Meatloaf. Though, that's all it counts. Good, good. Um, yeah, uh, great characters in this. It's so hard to talk about because it's really one of those movies. Like you put it on, you watch it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Like I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it if I came in the middle of it, but it's not. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I'd probably be like, ah, I want to watch the whole fucking thing. Yeah, because it, it, it's just it's so good overall. And again, I'm I'm gonna chalk that up. Which I mean, the filmmaking is excellent. Venture is solid. Alien Three, Seven, yes, yeah, the game, but just, Benjamin Button, just the story. Like that's it. That's it for me. Yeah, the like story is the coolest part of it. I, I think it helps too that Venture was a fan of the book, and then I don't know if any of the actors did, but they definitely were into the their character. And Edward like this movie is what made me really, really like Edward Norton as an actor. Which I mean I already liked Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, He'd already like, done seven and stuff really by know this a lot time. About Edward Norton until I watched this movie and was like, holy shit, this guy's a great actor. Well what's funny is like I think his first movie was in ninety six. He's only been doing movies like three years by the time this came out. Hmm. So he was definitely like fucking Picking really great projects for someone that was, and even his Hulk movie, I like that Hulk movie. Yeah, I do too. As uh, much as I can like a Hulk movie, that's the only like. Ruffalo does an okay job. I, I get what you're saying, but, but Edward Norton, I think is he's a better Bruce Banner. Yeah, like I'm like you, Ruffalo's okay, but at the time when they put him in the Avengers, and I, I'm not saying anything bad about Mark Ruffalo. I'd seen a lot of his work. He's in Wind Talkers. He's one of the soldiers. Ruffalo. Oh, yeah. But I was just like, it felt like they were, like they were just like, uh, Edward Norton's not come back for whatever reason. Uh, it's just like they just picked someone almost. Yeah, and I mean he's not bad. It's just I, I buy I, Edward Norton as a scientist a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, and I just think I like him more as an actor. Than yeah, he's not, got better not, presence. Not shit on Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, not. I mean, you know me. I love Michael Mann. I love Collateral. He's the cop in that. Yeah, that doesn't even get a shot off the whole movie. You think he's gonna be the hero and. Bop, bop, bop. Um, spoiler for collateral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Fight Club, man. I get why this is like in some people's like. It seems like every list of greatest movies of all time, this one's always pretty high up there. I mean, it, it's high. It's high up on my list. Me too. Or granted, there are. It's not. It, it makes you think. I, yeah. Like I couldn't. It, like it's definitely not top three. Yeah, I get you. No, I wouldn't even say top ten, but it's still a top twenty. Top twenty at least. Yeah, I uh, uh, 
Uh, there's t- there's so many movies I like. I I don't. I it, can't. It, I couldn't even give you a top three or ten. Yeah, you know, people ask me all the time, like, "What's your favorite movie?" I'm like, "God damn, that's such a long question." Yeah, you're such a complex for me. It's like, "What's your favorite song?" Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's such a so fucking music that I like and really like. You know, on top of that, um, yeah, no, uh, sorry. But the, I was just saying, it's one of those movies that makes you think, like, about consumerism and shit like that. Yeah. And I guess, like, about possessions and stuff like that, too. Just, you, you know. You, you there's were, a... Philo- you are not the things you owe. Yeah, there is definitely some f- philosophical questions, I guess, raised by this movie. Like, I remember one time I was on the IMDb. I can't remember what board I was on on IMDb, but it was a, it was a good one. It was Pulp Fiction versus Fight Club. And that's a very fucking good versus... And I don't have an answer, but I remember just reading through. Someone said, hey, I love Pulp Fiction, and it changed movies, but Fight Club changed the way I thought about my life. And I was like, I guess that kind of makes a little sense. Yeah. In terms of, just in the terms of, I I could see where someone could come to that conclusion. Because I fucking love Pulp Fiction, you know that. Yeah, but. Man, I don't. Know. I, don't I, don't, I don't think one's better than the other because I really don't have an answer. I, I, I can't either. But I, whoever this particular this fucking message I'm remembering from like 20 years ago on an IMDb board that there no longer exists, I, I was like, eh, the, I didn't agree with everyone necessarily their breakdowns and everything. But that was all that guy said. It was a real short comment, and I was like, he just gave the edge to Fight Club, and I'm like, I could see where you could arrive at that. Man, if it changed your life, but I mean, can you think of a movie that changed your life? The way you thought about things? Because I can't. And I don't know if that's just because of the sheer amount of movies I've watched. Uh, or I'm just a piece of shit. I don't know if I'd say life change, but definitely movies that have influenced. Like, maybe the way I thought or something. Kind of like a book. Sometimes you read a really good book and you're like, damn, I never thought about it like that. It's all I'm saying, See, like yeah, raising I mean, questions. That, that, that would be a phrase I would attribute more to a book than a movie, I guess. But then again, I can't think of any. I mean, I guess that's one of those things, art imitating life, life imitating art sort of thing. Because I could get where someone could watch this and be like, damn, I have been working for fucking two cars that I don't give a fuck about, really. You know, they're trying yeah. to keep up with the Joneses. Just little lessons like that is what I attributed, because the guy didn't go into detail. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I get that. Like, there are people that just fucking work to buy shit. Which, I mean, obviously that was Jack's problem. The Ikea nesting. Yeah, he, he had a... I, I guess Ikea it's just when you hear like a, a title Fight Club, you think you're getting an action movie or just some kind of brawly, burly movie. And yeah, that is there, but it's really a lot more about like just consumerism. I know I've said that like three times already, but basically just like the futility of modern life in the 90s. Or, actually, I can't remember what year the book came out. Didn't the book come out like in 90 or 91 or something? I guess what I'm saying is... It, yeah, it, it would have to have been early 90s. Long before social media and all the shit that we have now, Palinuk tapped into something in his book and obviously they translated to this movie. Yeah, which I mean, Palinuk's books do that. Yeah. Some of his newer ones, not so much. Um, oh, what is that movie? Oh, what is that book called? Choke? Beautiful You. I don't know that one. That is... I read it. I read it front to back. I even read, I think I read half of it, put it down, picked it up like a month or two later, and it started it all over from beginning to end. Hate it. Fucking hate it. Really? Terrible. Really? Terrible. Is it like super newer? 
It's from like the 2010s, maybe. More recent. Yeah, dude, it's just not good. What was uh? I mean, without giving too much detail, what's just the setup? I know his are super complex dude, uh, okay, setups to begin man. with. Okay, here's a breakdown of this fucking book. Eat the mic a little bit more. There Sorry. is a lady, main character. Wants to be a lawyer, I think, but gets relegated to a secretary job uh, or it's a tech job. I don't remember because I fucking hate it. But um, <laughs> she's trying to make her way and she's just like really just, I don't know, leading a shitty life. And uh, she can't get a man, uses sex toys. There is an Elon Musk esque character who runs a massive tech firm doing all kinds of crazy shit. He decides to get into sex toys. Okay. And um, he releases the best sex toy ever for females. Only females. Okay. Um, it's so good. Women, like a large majority of the population of women on the earth, just stop doing stuff. Oh, they go full like they, hermit. They, full on. I'm not leaving my fucking bedroom because I'm having two, the best orgasms. The best orgasm. My orgasms are so good. I'm gonna let my kids starve. Oh shit. Yeah, like it, it, it's fucking. Which I was like, okay, that's stretching it quite a fucking bit, man. But I indulge. I'll indulge him. I kept reading. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up meeting him, falling in love with him, and almost marries him. Or becomes engaged. Um, then she figures out uh, he's been manipulating things behind the scenes throughout most of her life. So I think he's like, oh, yeah. he's supposed to be a little bit older than her. Right. But he basically, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, he scouted her out in like high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's real in depth that he is mega rich. Is he goddamn, he's like the like goddamn rich. James Bond villain? Almost. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Here's here's the twist. Um, she figures out he's fucking crazy and evil. Um, because those dildos are releasing nano machines into women to control them. That's his plan. And the lady, she bugs out. She like she she's like I can't go back to her little Fuck po- this. podunk town because her mother's too busy having fucking orgasms. And she she was like I think the product tester for it. Oh God! And then he released it, and then all the women just kind of stopped doing things, and society fell. And it was like the comical thing of like all the men were walking around the streets, like with their shirts not ironed, not knowing what to do. And it's like, okay, Chuck, I can I could take some of this. I could take some of this, but I do not think all of mankind would break the fuck down, even with the whole nano machines thrown into it for like mind control shit um yeah she starts some kind of like underground movement to try to get women to stop and they have like these huge like dildo burnings (laughs) dude no it it gets so dumb it gets so fucking dumb she ends up having to run because he she's afraid she's gonna have him have her killed so she she's like I've got to figure so out. So he's like a deep state motherfucker almost. Kinda, but she's like I need to figure out how how he learned all this shit. She goes up into the fucking 
Tibetan mountains and finds a fucking witch. A sex witch living in a fucking cave. That's where he learned all of his sensual expertise and shit. And she teaches this girl how to craft the best dildo out of, like, bone and gristle and grass. And teaches her how to reclaim her, her orgasms and orgasms so hard it somehow overrides the nano machines. And now she's tasked with going back to society and fixing things because her pussy knows how to stop the fucking nano machines. Yeah, it's dumb. It's a dumb fucking book, which pisses me off because Fight Club is such a good fucking story. That almost sounds like. It's like he wasn't trying. Well, no, it almost sounds like something that Wachowskis would write or something. I don't know, dude. It blew me out of the water how much I hated it. It definitely goes into... At first, I was like, okay, I get what he's saying. Like, is he kind of making a jab at, like, the porn or sex toy industry? Or, or I guess, both as a whole or whatever? I, at first? It, it, it's, it's almost like the gender... Like I see what he was doing. I see. What I, at first, I thought you're gonna. It sounded like you're describing like almost a girl fight club at first, no, and then it did not go where I thought no, you were gonna. It's like, it's like gender roles in society. I guess he touches on, and consumerism too. Yeah, to an extent. But like, it is so bad compared to how good Fight Club is as a story. Yeah, like, and, and even like rant or choke, like or snuff. Snuff's a good one, which he pokes at the uh, the porn industry. Yeah. I, I just remember Jacob telling me about Invisible Monsters. Oh, yeah. That's and I was just like, holy fuck dude, when he described that book to me. Dude, yeah, that would make a great movie. Like, that rant. And I, I looked up, remember, they're try- I think they're, that's one they're working on or in development, but I want to say a lot of his projects have been in development hell for a long time. Or things that he wrote that they've bought the rights to or whatever yeah and before we it's already like in 30 minutes right now get back i never i know he wrote sequels to fight club or a sequel did you ever read it or the comic or whatever yeah it's like a graphic novel i i tried to read as much as i could of it while i was at a barnes and noble i got you pulled that and it was just like ah, i can't i can't i can't like like, yeah, it's just like it's too no much. Time. I don't have no time. Uh-oh. And I didn't have, I don't think I had any money. So I couldn't buy it. I got you. So I think you know, they wanted like 40, like 30 or 40 bucks for it. And I was like, okay. Like, so I'll get that uh, RTF or, or PDF scan off of something. And, you know, I've been, I should. I've been, I don't know. Because I, I do want I do want to see what the sequel is. Well, I, I remember hearing about it and then just like never hearing anything about it. Because apparently people didn't like it. They, they they said it didn't do the justice justice to how good the the book was, which I could understand. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you might have trouble topping that first one too, just in book alone. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, how does he top Fight Club? Like, what is Fight Club too? Yeah, I, I don't know. And apparently, a lot of people just didn't like it. I mean, I'm sure it's not bad. Yeah, like it's nowhere near Tibetan fucking sex witch bad. That's what I. I I've heard of a, uh, you know, I, I, like I was saying, I referenced Collateral earlier. I love Heat. I don't think I'll be able to read that Heat two book. Uh, no, probably. I mean, not. it's. I, I'm glad that they rather did a book rather than a movie or it's like a prequel sequel type thing. Mm. And I, I know Michael Mann wrote it with another author or whatever, and they're writing another one too. But I'm like, I love Heat so much. I'm like, I don't know if I fucking can read yeah. Heat two. 
I mean, it might be great, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. They're trying to do a prequel with all the characters, and I'm like, that could be. I'm a scared. I'm I'm a scared. I'm. Uh, it's one of those things where I think they'll try and do like, oh, their paths all crossed before or some shit. And I'm like, that was kind of the cool Probably. thing about Heat that it just I I didn't get that sense from the movie Heat. I think what little I can remember of what that graphic novel was supposed to be about was like, I think it was like either his kids or Tyler's kids. Because it's supposed to be, I think, like 10 years after the book, after the the events of the book. And I know the setup that apparently, like you're saying, it's 10 years later and him and Marla have gotten married and are basically just in suburbia. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't even know if it's Marla. I don't even know if it's supposed to be Marla or just some random lady. But, like, I guess it's just him dealing with, a fa- I guess, a family either he started or Tyler started. And then the aftermath of the uh, Project Mayhem. Because, like, they, like, I guess that's still going on in some capacity. Yeah, like. Um, but other than that, I don't really know. It re- it's really nice. Uh, like, I-, I can see one panel in my mind's eye. And it's really nice, um, really nice art. Art, at yeah. least. Well, like, yeah. Uh, real quick, back to the movie, though. Uh, I always enjoyed the soundtrack of this. The Chemical Brothers did it. It's real simple, but it works. And it's like kind of techno-y stuff. But yeah. like that one scene where it's like uh, they have to start a fight with a complete str- or total stranger. <laughs> like that little just bum, bum, bum. Like that, just, it's just a song with a bunch of little... And then he beats his himself. He beats himself up in his boss's office or whatever. Yeah. But I always liked uh, how that was just one song, and they kind of when he's fucking himself up, it kind of gets a little heavier. But uh, I don't know. I always thought the music was the score. It was pretty good. I, I mean, overall, it, it's almost a perfect movie. Yeah, like like I said, I totally get why it's in people's top ten or top twenty or whatever, yeah, top fifty even. I. Honestly, can't think of anything bad about it other than Jared Leto being in it. And uh, even then, he's not bad in it. Like they, they they made him like blonde, and he looks fucking weird. He just looks fucking weird, blonde, super blonde. Yeah, like I guess that's the only bad thing I can say. So I'm gonna give it a nine point eight. Yeah, I'm gonna at <laughs> a ten. Okay, cool. I, I'm gonna give it a ten. This is I really do like the movie a lot. Uh, I I, I can look past on, the Leto. I just want to shit on Jared Leto because he had a cult. <laughs> Or he might still, I don't know. Yeah, I'll say his 30 seconds to Mars. Like, I I did not know that that was him for years. Yeah. That, that, that kind of blew. I knew he had a band, but I just thought, like, I a lot of that's... a lot of actors do. Like, I always forget uh, Keanu Reeves was in Dogstar in the 90s, and fucking Ryan Gosling had a band at one point. And I listened to some other stuff. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, 30 seconds to Mars isn't a terrible band. Yeah. But that's how I knew him. And then it was like, oh, shit, he's acting. And See, I knew him like, as oh. an actor before I knew him as a musician. And yes, I had the opposite. I think he's a better actor than musician. I don't know. Like, we, we can get into a thing about that sometime. I don't want to talk about Jared Leto for the next 20 minutes. We can talk about J-Lo. Then. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that piece of shit either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. If I- don't love that hoe. What? I said Jay-Z don't love that hoe. Ben Affleck does now. Wait. I'm thinking of a different lady. You're thinking of Mariah Carey, maybe? No? Maybe. No, I don't know who the fuck you're thinking of, actually. I don't know, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go go watch Fight Club if you've never seen it. I know we got off on some tangents, but that's fine. We kind of kept it all. We, we You know, we went some nice leaps and bounds. We talked about the sequel for a minute. Uh, 
I'm not even going to mention it other than there was a video game for this, and that's all I'll say. Don't play it. But totally go on YouTube and find... Watch the review, though. <laughs> yeah, because we watched one immediately after watching the movie, and was just like, oh my god. Well, like, I guess you didn't know. I guess I dropped that knowledge on you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Fletcher br- brought up to both of being Hudson, because Hudson watched it with us, that uh, there was a, a video game, and I'm just thinking... What the? How the, you were looking at me like I was making it up? <laughs> I'm just thinking like, what do you? How do you make that into a video game? Yeah, like, other than fighting, it just it's bad. It's I don't, bad. I don't even want to talk about it. It is bad. Um, but yeah, go watch this movie if you haven't seen it, and go read the book. Read the book too. I, go def- read. Go read more Chuck Palahniuk books. And as much as I shit on Beautiful You, I'm sure I probably got some of it wrong just because it's been several years, like two or three years since I've read it. But, like, great author. Like, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, read the book, watch the movie, read Rant. We'll catch everyone in the next one. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I'm you, Whitehead. What? We're the same person. Nah. No, yeah, no, nah, man, you just been imagining me doing this podcast. I've just been talking to myself. Oh, yeah, man. That's all. I'm not even here. You're imagining this right now. Oh, shit, I forgot. I have a broom. (laughs) We'll catch everyone on the next one. (laughs) Is that a deep family guy reference? Yes, it was.